like the ones and the o's in binary code these are the days of an ai's life because we're talking movies we're talking free guys starring ryan reynolds jody comer and little ray Haru, written by matt lieberman and zach penn directed by sean levy oh this coffee's so good it's like losing my virginity but in my mouth Well, Scott, I'm glad you're enjoying your coffee. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight, we're talking about the summer blockbuster, especially considering it's been COVID. Uh, the summer blockbuster Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds. So, Scott, how'd you like it? Take us away. I was going to say, I, I have a feeling uh, we're probably going to disagree on this film. But before we get to that, all I got to say is Canadians just do it better. Yeah, they do. We got a whole old Canada up here. And it, and it's been it's been a minute since we've had a heritage minute with Chris on, on the show. <laughs> so would you like to give the list, listeners a little Canadian pride? Uh, I mean, I was going to kind of hit it as we get to those spots, but you are right. Like there's some uh, definitely some heady, heavy hitter Canadians in this film. Um, but basically, just like before we kind of get into it, uh, you, uh, you, you, how many times did you watch this film? I've watched it twice. So, so far. did you watch it? Originally, when it came out, did you see it in the theater? Did you do VOD? Give us no, a take back. No, no, I yeah, I didn't do theater. I watched it when it got released, forty five days after the theater on Disney Plus, and then watched it yesterday to refresh myself for this podcast. Yeah, did you were saying before we started our show, you watched it in an interesting location? So I was kind of yeah, I was talking about that. No, yeah, I was watching it in the parking lot of uh, Bigaman's. Because my my oldest went with her friend to um, their like Halloween um, car park. Okay. So instead of driving home and then driving back in, in case they chicken out, I just sat in the parking lot watching this, <laughs> laughing. I'm pretty sure that was probably more scary to all the people parking their cars and walking away. Yeah, so some random old man in a parking lot laughing hysterically. That's uh, that, that could have been a bit problematic, and you're lucky you didn't uh, have a little interaction with uh, our local finest police department there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, I, actually, I want to know why you think that we're going to disagree on this. I, wa- I want to know where you think that disagreement's going to be. Well, one, it, this is one hundred percent. Sorry, unless pop. unless you think this should be on like the AFI's top one hundred fucking film list or something. No, then, no. Yeah, clearly, clearly, no, we're going to disagree. No, nothing like that. But I'm sure it will be eventually, because there are some good one-liners on this film. So I think he'll make it for at least quotes. Just the coffee lines alone were fucking amazing. Yeah, the coffee lines. I think were actually and. It's odd. Like when I was getting my quote for the show, I was like, you know, looking at the standards. I forgot about that entire section. Like, I wonder how many of I actually I wonder how much of that was like ad libbed. And they were just like, let's do another take. Let's do another take. Come up with something fun and creative to do and just like run a bunch of them out. Like, I'd love to see like 10 or 15 of those just like right in a row. Like, boom, boom, boom. Ryan Reynolds just trying to like hold it together while he does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
and doing like him playing technically i i would say the straight guy in this right because well, you kind of play you know, Ryan it's Reynolds. all dead <laughs> yeah he's, it's all the deadpan stuff like even when they're like we need you to get out of that skin and he was like i, I don't know how to do that like i want to comply but your 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 requests are very confusing and <laughs> like so i think in terms of like like this is 100 percent just a popcorn film like it's candy no fucking thought corn. of candy fucking corn 100 yeah. no no because ca- no one eats fucking candy corn you, like you open the bag you throw it out and you go eat the Reese's Pieces <laughs> nobody eats fucking candy corn right? but, if you, did, but if you did eat candy corn I feel like this is what the visual interpretation of what eating candy corn might be like or you would throw up I'm not quite sure because you're right it's nobody's ever actually eaten a piece of candy corn in the history of candy corn but yeah so and just you know doing this podcast with you uh for so long you know the popcorn films usually don't make it like there's no critique you know there's no there's no tim burton on here there isn't any art deco that's gonna like be like boom there it is right it's just literally like here's a smorgasbord of current pop culture and which Chris Watch probably it. has no idea what even the pop culture references are. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what what is comical about this scene. It's uh, it's too brand new for me. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, watching the when when I watch this at home with my kids, like them, like literally popping and like getting super excited for all these YouTubers that had uh, that had uh, cameos in this film, and they're like, oh, there's Dan, blah 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 blah. And, there's this guy, and I'm like, I have no idea who you're. Oh, so they're like the Twitch, are. the Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Those were like real people. Yeah, those are real. Like those are those people's jobs, playing video games and you know streaming it. We we keep we keep but, look, yeah. we keep looking for that rainbow over here, uh, fans out there. So if you want to send us like one or three million dollars, uh, we would be more than happy. Hit us up on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> even though we don't have a patreon but if we got the money then we could get the patreon so you see it's like a chicken and egg situation here so <laughs> but yeah so so i guess we'll get this out of the way did you like this movie? you know i i did i did it was it felt it was so light and like comical because again, I think I think without Ryan Reynolds just delivering those lines perfect, like he is perfectly cast in this role. Like again, the film is basically Ryan Reynolds in a video game because like he's Canadian, he's super nice, like he's like the hottest, nicest celebrity in the world, and he plays that. I like that. Go ahead. I like that. I, I was gonna say I like that. How that's a like a a, a quality you put to him. He's Canadian. <laughs> It's like, he's like, he should have like a maple leaf just tattooed to his face. Oh, 100%, man. Like Ryan Reynolds is like maple syrup. He's like sweet and delicious to many out there and comes directly from Canada, except they don't really make maple syrup in British Columbia. Um, and he's so perfect in this because he's, he's good with that deadpan humor. He's good at playing like the upbeat, cheerful guy. He looks like, a, you know, someone who would be perfectly designed in a video game because he's like aesthetically pleasing to everyone. So he just like, does he just he just controls the whole the whole narrative and he's he's great um and it was very again so i went into this i didn't expect like cinematic fucking excellence you know on the scale of like 
a Kubrick or Villeneuve or whatever. Uh, which is funny, though, because uh, Sean Levy, his Oscar nod is for being a producer on Arrival, which is a Villeneuve film. So, which makes me wonder... Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they doing in Quebec that they keep turning out fucking all these, like, high-end fucking directors and shit? Because a lot of the big directors are not coming from Toronto or anywhere else in fucking Canada. They keep coming out of fucking Quebec. So whatever Quebec is doing, c'est bon. Um, and that, is the extent, that is the extent of my French from, like, grade four. <laughs> you, you should have gone très bien. Très, très bien. Uh, and anana, which is, like, my one of my favorite French words to say because it means pineapple and it's from Telefrancais. For everybody in Ontario, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about right now. Um, you know, it was good. I mean, so my, so my quote actually feeds right into this. So uh, Christy Glamour from Film Week, she said, you know, about her own quote, she says, this is a, this is really derivative, but I had a good time and I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. If you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, you get a lot of them here. And you know what? Bang, 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 bang. hundred percent. It's basically the Ryan Reynolds show with a bunch of supporting cast. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Like it's a fun movie. I don't need to watch it again. And I do have some criticism that we're going to get to in a bit. Um, but really, like, if you're sitting down to this expecting, like, this fucking cinematic experience, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, it's a... I'll well, let you talk I, a bit. I because... was going to say, I like, I like the fact that this is an original IP. It's not something yes. that's revisited every three to four years. It's not a sequel. And it's literally, like, I'm sure because this movie did make so well and in a pandemic, they probably are probably going to try to fast track a sequel or something like that for it. I hope they don't actually, I hope they maybe be, but I was going to say like, if it's, if it's just like a one and done, you know, standalone film on its own, uh, I think that is going to, you know, dear more in the coming years right 100 percent, yeah because if you start punching it in the dick hole with like a bunch of shitty fucking spin-offs or uh, or sequels it it degrades the original ip you know what i mean but like you're i agree mm-hmm. with you if you just like leave this fucking thing alone put the money in the bank go on to another project it can actually you know hold itself up there as like a a solid comedy and you actually had talked about the fact a couple episodes ago about the fact that like comedies they're tough, right? Like they're 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 now a tough genre. They're not really going to get the big wide releases and stuff. But this film made three hundred thirty one million at the during a pandemic in theater. I'd love to know what it's making now that it's. I think it's six dollars on video on demand. How much did you? Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, I, I pay. I didn't pay anything because it's it's on. Oh yeah, Disney it's part of your now. Disney subscription, right? Yeah. So after forty five days, like they've. Uh, I think all the major studios now, I know Paramount Plus did it, uh, Disney does it, where now they've technically shortened the window of theatrical releases. Instead of 60 days, it's now 45 days, and then after 45 days, it gets on to their streaming app, right? Yeah, I rented it on Amazon, so so I think it was like $6 or something. Uh, Don't you have Disney Plus? No, why would I have Disney Plus? The only thing on Disney Plus I ever watched was Hamilton. And fucking every treehouse of horror from The Simpsons. So, <laughs> but Disney Plus is literally five ninety nine a month. So you literally could have had the whole thing for a month. Sure, for the amount you paid for that, hundred percent. And if Come I would have, if I would have thought Economics. about that, that would have made a lot more sense. Uh, and usually that is what I would have done. I just, to be honest, I didn't realize it was on fucking Disney Plus because I didn't look into it until I watched it. Um, so yeah, I should have, I should have touched base with you a bit there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to know what the streaming numbers on this fucking thing are. Because if it did three three thirty one in a theater, everybody, this is a perfect at home movie. So like we've talked a lot about movies that don't translate well to the, the, the smaller screen. This is fine. This is fine. You could watch this on your fucking laptop because it's all it's all pacing and dialogue, right? So da 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 da. Like you don't you don't have a big cinematic shot that you need to worry about. You're just like it's fucking Ryan Reynolds saying some funny shit, dancing yeah, around. Yeah, but there are some pretty some pretty nice special effects in oh the motion the motion graphics and the special effects in this were especially the like the transition between the real world the game world the real world watching the game world through the screen and like they did a great job like it is a fun little movie uh let's talk about actually who the biggest star of this movie though is and that's channing tatum (laughs) what no way (laughs) i'm joking but like his whole character what is it like uh revenge benj something like benjamin revenge buttons or something like that yeah and he's doing that like dirty little dance and stuff like that and getting all sexual up on like ryan reynolds is so fucking hilarious um and i mean also having like takiki watiki in this fucking that guy is hilarious like anything like him just like buying groceries is probably like a comic experience you know what i mean yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, in terms of, that's what I'm saying, like, when you're talking about the AFI, like, um, they have those quote ones, too, right, quote lists, and, like, Takiti had some some awesome ones, too, like, the, I don't care if he's Arnold, Arnold V. Verninator or whatever, yeah, I want him terminated. Um, and I mean, I love his work. Uh, with Tiki's guy, he's got two Oscar nods. He's got a win. He's got a BAFTA win. Obviously, everybody knows Jojo Rabbit. But all some of his other stuff, if you've ever seen Boy, which again takes place in New Zealand, because he's he's Maori, I believe. Um, so Boy is good. What to do in the what what they do in the shadow or what we do in the shadows is hilarious. Eagle versus Shark is hilarious. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is so good. Like this guy. Right, because he he's doing all again original ip kind of stuff right like you know from script all the way mm-hmm. up he'll direct he'll star in um and yeah he's just super super funny i think he did thor ragnarok as well as a director didn't he yeah 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 so he's and good. he's doing the sequel love and thunder oh is he and he did a bunch of shorts yeah. around thor as well i believe like little short that, films. Man, i don't know um Maybe. I don't know. but he's just really good at playing like the comedic foil and being like, just, he does outrageously silly in like a serious way. Like his character is being ridiculous, but he's playing it like a straight, like playing it straight. Like that the character is just really ridiculous, but he thinks he's being very serious. Right. So it's, it's hilarious. It's that almost British style deadpan, like Aussie. He's like, I mean, he's from New Zealand, that kind of like deadpan British dry comedy, right? And he, <laughs> anytime do you want to, do you want to do any other continent in there? So you've got an Australian, British. Do you want, do you want to add Canadian or American? Well, but I, I would say the Canadi- Canadians aren't aren't Canadians are not as deadpan dry in their British or in their humor. We're like not silly, like kind of like I don't know, yeah, like boy. very unserious. When I think of Canadian comedy, I think of just like very laid back, very like ha ha ha, chuckle chuckle. I mean, like look who we make our prime minister. Like if that's not a big enough Canadian joke, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, now you got political. Boom. There you go. Take that, JT. <laughs> and that's not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, um, getting like going back, Get, getting you know, serious about movies. Yeah, getting serious. Uh, but in terms of that's why next podcast without about... you, it's called getting serious about movies without Scott Vega. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> It'll do very well. <laughs> but getting back to the original question before you went on that tangent about the box office numbers, um, I think what helped it as well in terms of why it did so well was it wasn't one of these um, half and halves where it went theaters and it went streaming at the same time. Same with Candyman that we discussed, right? I think the reason why those ones did so well and way above expectations was they really gave no other audience member an option to watch it when it got released, unless you actually got up and went to the theaters. Right. So weren't you, weren't so, you, I, I feel someone bearing your general description, having this conversation when Warner brothers was first doing the like simultaneous release and you thinking that that was a very good approach to releasing films. Yes. Yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you look at this film, it was supposed to be released July 3rd, 2020. Then it got delayed to December 11th, 2020. Then it got rescheduled for May 21st, 2021. And then finally, they just dumped it August 13th, right? So do you think, it, think... Was, you think it was smart to hold back for them? Or do you think it would have made... I mean, obviously, with hindsight, you can go, yeah, it worked I, out. I think it would have made the same amount of money regardless, right? Yeah. Like, this was one of the films when when this trailer first dropped, like my kid, well, almost all my kids were super excited to go watch it. Right. Cause they're just like, it's Ryan Reynolds in Fortnite. Yeah. And that's what they thought. Right. They're like, that's such a good, like that. That's basically the log line. Do you like Ryan Reynolds? Do you like Fortnite? Free guy. Boom. Yeah. Pretty much. Put your kids on the <laughs> payroll. <laughs> there you go. But, um, yeah, so they wanted to see it from go, right? And then when it got delayed, it got delayed. But this, I think, also is, I, I'm not 100% sure of it, but, you know, I'm about 85% sure of it. I think this movie had to be released just in theater because of the Fox-Disney merger. Ah. I think that was kind of written in there. That's why they never um, really did... Yeah, never really did like, hey, we're just going to drop this like in the States Hulu and uh, it'll be a Hulu original and and then it'll get released that way. I think it had to contractually be released for a certain amount of time in theaters. Yeah, you could be you could be right about that. And I mean, I think I think the general population is kind of like in the same vein as us. I mean, this thing, the critics gave it an 80. Like that's that's all for this kind of movie. Like this is the type of thing that can get like a fucking 25 from the critics and like a 98 from the audience. Right. Critics gave it an 80. That's solid. 94 from the audience. That's solid. I mean, I feel like the audience that's watching this is already watching it because they are interested in like Ryan Reynolds or video games. So you're kind of already taking a subsect of the audience. that's probably already going to be on board, but they're thoroughly enjoying it again. Uh, I don't think I need to watch it again. Um, it's definitely an enjoyable movie. And again, it would be interesting. I should, I should have actually got my daughter to watch it as well because some of that reference stuff, I'm not even noticing, right? Like, because I'm mm-hmm. not in that world. I'm not, 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 35 to 45. So some of that pop culture <laughs> stuff is just being lost on me. See, I play, I play 25 to 50. So. Oh, so, so, so you're good. <laughs> so you're good. You, you get all I, that I'm stuff. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Did you, uh, is there uh, a favorite scene? Is there anything that really kind of sticks out in your mind that you thought was really well done? Yeah. Like I liked the whole, because I, I'm going to guess it was probably done in reshoots after the Fox Disney merger where they had like that little when they had the guy dude fight. And then all of a sudden it was all fucking Disney buy up references like yeah, the Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars, like his face, like. Oh, and seeing Captain like America. Uh, is that it's which Chris is that? Chris it's, Evans. And he's like, Chris what Evans. The fuck? <laughs> or, yeah, he's like, shit, what the shit or whatever but um yeah just watching that it's kind of um it was it was you know it was just like fucking just geeking out kind of thing just uh but yeah like i just think the interactions as well um yeah just put a little smile on my face yeah it's fun right um i mean ryan reynolds is yes it is the ryan reynolds show but he is bolstered by like a solid supporting cast you've got uh, Jodie Comier, or Comier, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm putting a French accent on it, but I'm pretty sure she's British. Uh, who plays Millie in Molotov Girl. Who, if you've seen Killing Eve, which the first season of Killing Eve I think is great, but the cinematics in Killing Eve are fucking unbelievable. But she plays like the assassin. She can speak all these different languages and stuff like that. So she's great. Uh, she was in Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, and she's in The Last Duel, which I've yet to see. Uh, so she she does great because she's actually playing like two characters that have they're close to each other but obviously like one is a like action hero and one is like a computer kind of nerd character and she does a really good job of like having just enough subtle differences between the two that they're different but they're also obviously the same uh and then you got joe joe uh joe kiri who's obviously his big film is or tv show was uh stranger things um i didn't love him i didn't love him in this role uh i, I don't know if it was maybe the script uh, it just, there was something about, it I couldn't really get on board with him. Uh, but then there's little rail, uh, uh, Howery who plays buddy. So great being like the overly cheerful, like security guard, best buddy all the time. He, you know, I mean, he killed it, but I mean, he's got a solid pedigree, get out Judas and the black Messiah. Brittany runs a marathon. Like he's a fucking standout actor. And again, we've already talked about, uh, with Tiki, who's fucking funny all the time. Yeah. I'm going to run something by you. Ready? Do it. Go. I think, I don't think, I don't think uh, Ryan Reynolds ever has been nominated for an Oscar. No. <laughs> no, he's right? not. I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to pitch something right now. You're going to think about it. Do it. And you're going to be like, just give him the award. Okay. Ready? Ryan Reynolds playing. John fucking Candy. You know what? Yeah. Like everyone. anybody who doesn't like a statue or a name on a school, it now becomes the, the John Candy School of Candy. The John Candy School <laughs> of John Candy whatever. School of Candy. Whatever. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like it's like the, the school for kids who can't read and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm happy. I think everybody can get behind John Candy basically being on anything. Like even dead, I would I would have him as a prime minister. He's fantastic. Um and then we could have like Eugene Levy as as like a finance minister. Oh fuck! Just bring the whole SCT cast back, and we'll just put them all in Parliament. Fuck man, we just saved the country, and you came up with a great movie. Fucking killing it on how do you like that movie? Um, <laughs> do you do you have any criticism of this film at all? 
Um, the one continuity error that I kind of um, would critique is the ending. Okay, go ahead. Right. So, so spoilers. So when they're in, they're free. You know, like the new game where people are just watching that, like them, um, the AIs. I don't understand how Molotov Girls AI, since it's a brand new game, would still be the same skin and avatar from the other game, which was all guns and shit. If the new game doesn't have guns and shit, wouldn't she look different? I mean, that's a that's a good, really fucking video game nerd kind of comment or criticism, but. Okay, sure. Yeah, I can hear you on that. I, I can't even push back on that because I have almost no idea what you're talking about in the re- re- reference. Like, in the game world, I don't know if you could do that or can't because I think the last video game I played was fucking Super Mario Brothers. I was fucking shitty at that, and so that was the end of my video game but career. Uh, I, I, think, I think next year, wait, wait, next year for, you know, October, our Halloween episodes, like, hopefully we'll be back together. And, you know, if we're recording, we should have costumes. And then one... Uh, one episode we should just do I'll be you know 70s cop with the mustache and you can be the bunny cop oh (laughs) it took me a second to be like where the fuck are you going with this yes yes uh we'll put that on the in the maybe list which I'm gonna put right in the (laughs) waste bin um so I, I I did have so my two criticisms are Ken so again this film's almost two hours long. It didn't need to be. I think 90 minutes would have been the sweet spot on this. Just just, just tighten that fucking sucker up a bit. My big issue, though, just from... So I actually have two that are kind of connected. One, I feel like the outside romance, like, between, like, the two, like, live characters, eh, that didn't really need to be there. Like, I do get that, like, you needed some of that in order to be, like, guy... Spoiler alert. You know, guy... They had to put in a love interest because that's what actually trick you know trips guy on to his AI or whatever. But that aside, the actual ending, right? Like so, when she like runs down the street to like get him with the coffee, I just found that though that scene and the, the like the length of time of those shots was way too long, right? Like she gets to the side. What? Hold on. I was going to say, hold on. No, just one second. Okay, I was going to say, in terms of criticism, I think in terms of that criticism was um, how she came to the realization of where Guy's feelings actually came from in terms of writing it. Yeah. Because she literally had to rewatch a video with the guy literally saying at the end, yeah, yeah, uh, you're my dream girl. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking about like the shot choices, like the way, like actually it would be more of an editing choice because the amount of time between moving back between the shots, even that too, like the, the one shots, like the, the transitions between them, because basically she gets there, she gets to the one side of the street, she like yells his name, then he turns around, like it just felt very delayed. It's like, guys, we know what the fuck is going to happen here. So just like do it more like the notebook. Gets to the thing. Oh my god, I love you. Boom, and in the middle of the street, and then have them both hit by a car. Fade to black. That's honestly what I thought was <laughs> going to happen. Thought was gonna happen. I, thought, I thought they were like technically in like the other game, and I'm like, because it, it was always like it was like the running gag in that yes. movie too. Guy getting hit by cars, yes, and getting hit by trains and shit. So I just thought at the end it was just going to be like boom, boom, cars. Oh man, or what have even been better is so they get hit by a car. 
you scroll back, you you come up, and it's so meta. They're a game inside a game, and like another nerd is playing them. You know what I mean? So you're talking about the ending of Men in Black. Yeah, basically. When they open up the yes, yeah, they yeah, open yeah. up the locker, and they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, other than that, like I said, I I would recommend this to like obviously anybody who's into video games. You can watch this like as a family movie. You don't need to see it in the theater. I don't think it's playing anywhere in the theater anymore. Anyway, it might be though because um some theaters had like limited releases uh but definitely watch it on video on demand watch it home it's a great like sunday afternoon movie it's friday it's actually a good friday night movie i would even say it's a good like date movie as long as you're not trying to like netflix and chill because like you're actually going to be fairly engaged with this movie um so yeah that's kind of all i have to say i don't know if you've got anything for me scott otherwise it's kind of like your show until we get out of here i just want to say hey I'm here with my one best friend trying to help him through a tough time. And if that ain't real, I don't know what is. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please go to our website at howdoyoulikethatmovie.com. All our social media links are there. And you can email us as well. good ending scott like you really fucking you planned that all out and stuff look at you becoming a fucking professional podcaster see i actually thought like i i made sure i had that quote in there because one i knew you weren't gonna say it but two i'm like i thought you were just gonna bash this the whole time and i would be like countering and then i'll just be like listen i'm just here trying to <laughs> you're like god damn it i can't even rely on you to like not like a movie when i need you to not like a movie I was like, popcorn film? No, like, mini little pot? <laughs> and, like, no real outcome? I'm like, oh, he's going to hate this film. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this in there. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.